All right. Good evening. Good evening. We are back for another uh, evening of the Across to Tracks podcast. I am Steve. And I am Wayne. Glad to be here. And uh, last weekend of, uh, what are we getting close to the, almost the, the end of March, man? Spring March. is in the air and it's yes, all sir. good. Yes, sir. So we're here. We're back. Another episode uh, for tonight, man. Looking forward to it. Yes, sir. We have a special guest tonight. Why don't you uh, introduce us? Yeah, tomorrow? yeah. We're, we're, uh, we're fortunate to have with us tonight on the broadcast. Um, and as we started this, when we started this podcast, what, almost, what, almost how many years ago? Four years ago, yeah, uh, yeah. Our, our purpose was to occasionally feature things from our old hometown, which is E-Town, Kentucky. And uh, as we have the opportunity to bring folks in from our hometown, we like to do that. So tonight we have a special guest. Uh, this gentleman happens to be uh, my nephew. His name is Charles Moore, but his stage name is CJ. And so uh, he is a stand-up comedian uh, there in Elizabethtown doing his thing. And so tonight we want to bring him on and chat about uh, what's been going on with his comedy, the things he's doing there in E-Town. And uh, and just, you know, just have a free for all conversation about uh, about what he's doing there uh, in the community. So, CJ, welcome tonight, my friend. Welcome. Uh, thanks for having me. Hey, we appreciate you joining us, man. Um, so uh, we're going to jump right into it. And uh, again, this is a it's a free free conversation. You know, we don't really have a script per se. Although I did send you a few questions just to jog your mind of things to chat about. So so let's go ahead and jump right in it. So I'll, I'll kick it off and and just ask what actually drew you to to stand up comedy. Oh well. <clears throat> It's something I've been wanting to do since I was a, a teenager. Okay. I, was, I knew I wanted to do it when I was like 13, 14 years old. It's, it was always interesting to me. I mean, the way I talked had always made people laugh, so I felt like it was something that maybe one day I could do. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm also a huge introvert, so I still need to take a very long time for me to. <laughs> That's to a high the, combination. <laughs> yeah, that, that is. <laughs> Stand-up comedian out, so. and an introvert. That's yeah. That's a good combination. So like, I knew I wanted to do it at like thirteen, but I didn't get on stage till I was twenty-seven. So wow. Okay. Wow. Yeah, where, wow. Charles, were you, were you like the class clown? You just like to make people laugh. Mm-hmm. You know what was going on that 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 helped uh, spur you uh, to uh, seek seek out the uh, profession, which I'm, I think is probably good good profession for you now, right? It's starting to work out for me. Good, good. I wasn't necessarily a class clown, uh, just because of the shyness. Like, but the people around me knew I was funny. So, yeah, like my family and close friends, they still knew I was funny, but still shy. So I just wasn't out making everybody laugh. So, cool. I knew I had a good sense of humor and I could make people laugh, but just too shy for that at the time. Nice, nice. Well, hey, things are definitely, uh, you know, looking upward now, man. it, uh, you know, as you look back, like you said, 13, you, you knew you wanted to, to do stand up. Uh, what were some of the people that you looked at who were already in the business that uh, that you like either modeled your 
your style of comedy after, or they were just inspiration. You say, Hey, I can get out here and do this. Is there anybody in particular that you just like, yeah, I, I like that person. I like their style. You know, I started watching it pretty young. I mean, I would see like a, a lot of Sinbad specials okay. when I was a kid. And uh, I know it's probably not popular to talk about it now, but I used to watch like Bill Cosby himself. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Bad guy, great special, but. But you know, speaking of Cosby, you know, we, we kind of flow with this. Um, his comedy was comedy. You know, the things that happened, you know, afterwards and all that stuff, um, his comedy. Is, was great comedy. It was. Okay. And so, you know, everybody has, you know, issues and uh, his just took him, took him the wrong direction, but it, I think he used his comedy influence to get, uh, to try to take advantage of people. But the comedy in itself is just comedy. And, um, I, I, I love this comedy coming up. Absolutely, man. We uh, I, we we had the opportunity. We actually saw him live. Oh, wow. um, we saw him live. Uh, he came uh, came to Colorado Springs and did a show. They brought he basically sat in this chair because at the time he was having some problem with his knees and whatnot. He couldn't stand up uh, for, for long periods of time. So he, they basically brought out a big uh, overstuffed chair and he sat in the chair and he did his whole act sitting down in this chair. But it was, I mean, people were literally laughing their heads off, man, because he, he talked about stuff that you can relate to. But uh, it, it was just funny the way he did it. So I agree with Steve. I mean, yes, he is, uh, you know, he did some things that have landed him, uh, you know, in uh, very, very, very hot water with uh, some of his behavior that he did back in the day. But uh, the work will stand long after he's gone. You'll still be able to go out and watch reruns of the Cosby show. And and I think every now and then you can catch I Spy on and and, and Fat Albert and all these guys. So um, the comedy will stand. So that's I, I agree with that. I agree with that. Any any other influences, CJ? Oh, well, I really knew I wanted to do it like as a teenager. That's when I was like staying up late to watch comedy view. So. Okay. Ah, so like when comedy, comedy was really big, like the late '90s, early 2000s, I was watching that, just trying to soak up a lot of that, and just telling those jokes to my friends. <laughs> so like that's like Ricky Smiley, Bruce Bruce, okay. guys like that. Okay. 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 Yep. 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 Um, Ricky. Do you, ever, do you ever look back at any of the uh, other uh, great comedians? Um, um, from back in the days, like, uh, have you ever heard of Flip Wilson? Oh, of course. Yeah, you know, Red yeah. Fox, uh, Paul Mooney. See I was that? listening to some Paul Mooney earlier today. Yeah. <laughs> okay. uh, one of, one of the, the, the greats uh, that got a lot of uh, uh, black comedian starts was Dick Gregory and his – he uh, actually, I think he be, was the first black host on The Tonight Show. Yep. I think he oh, sat wow. in for Johnny Carson a couple couple times there. Uh, he was a great one. Uh, Whoopi Goldberg stand up is is awesome. And then you know you know people like Monique and Wanda Sykes and and some of the today's comics like Jamie Foxx and so on. But I kind of like to listen to. 
uh, Red Fox because telling a joke is just telling a joke. There's a difference between being funny about certain issues and then having a punchline and so on. And I think Red Fox was was excellent, excellent at that. You know, <laughs> old school, Bonville type um, uh, comedy back back then. Yeah, Red, Red Fox has a has a skit, man, or or he has a set called "You Got to Wash Your Ass." If you're I was just doing that. that, I was just doing <laughs> that. You got to wash your ass. Oh my gosh! <laughs> yeah. So let, let me ask you. Uh, so so what's your what what's your opinion? Did you by chance catch the Chris Rock special on Netflix? I did. I did watch it. Uh, so what what did you think of it as uh, as 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 one comedian looking at another? What what did you think of it? I mean, I was kind of biased. I mean, Chris Rock's one of my all time favorites. So okay, there's a little bit of bias from my point of view, but I did enjoy it. Uh, I was watching the same reason everybody was watching this, to hear him address <laughs> the elephant in the room and. <laughs> He definitely he addressed it. <laughs> like, I like the way he kept building up to it. Like, I don't want another rapper mad at me. Like that, I thought that was funny. Yeah, that was funny. That was funny. Yeah, that was funny. Uh, what, what's your what's your take on Dave Chappelle? I mean, he's my other favorite comedian. Okay, okay. I mean, he's. I think he's amazing. Of course, I don't agree with everything he says. Uh, he has some very hard opinions on things I don't necessarily agree with, but aside from that, I think he's an amazing comedian. I've been watching him since I was a kid. I like studied like the way he delivers and writes. Right. Right. He's definitely been a big influence on me. Cool. Cool. Yeah. 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 Nice. Nice. So, um, I think um, I don't know. I don't know, Steve, if, you, if you've ever been in E-Town uh, when CJ has hosted one of the E-Town comedy nights. Have you had an opportunity? Have you ever been in town? When one of those has gone down. No, I have not. And I was going to yeah. ask, ask CJ, well, what's what's the comedy nightlife like in E-Town? Give give us uh, give the viewers saying that we're from there and I've never been to one of your shows uh, locally. How is that in our old hometown? How does it how's it working out? Uh, who's showing up? Are people supporting? Uh, how do you get extra talent to come there? You know, what's the vibe like back in E-Town? Well, the shows I've been doing have been going pretty good. I've been doing them for about a year and a half. Okay. Uh, yeah, the comedy scene in E-Town's growing. I mean, I do my show twice a month. And there's a few other people who do shows at various other places in town, so it's it is growing. And I'm trying to just to do more. I do have, plan on doing some shows in Hodgenville in the future, just to branch out there. But the, the shows I've been doing have been pretty good. Uh, I host them on the first Wednesday and the third Saturday every month. Okay. Um, it's usually a packed house. Now, where do you where do you host it at? Where what venue? That's uh, a bar downtown, right at the square, called Bourbon Barrel Tavern. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, right, right next to where the old First Federal Bank used to be. Right, yes. right, right adjacent. That right down from there. Right across yeah. from the old courthouse. Yep, yep. Yes, yep. right there. Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've I've been there. The times I've been at home and there's been a show. I miss I missed this last show because it was sold out. I went out to get tickets and it was sold out. That's the thing. Things are selling out. 
But the times I've been there, it's been it's been packed. Um, very good turnout. People of all ages. Um, you know, you've got white, black up in there. I mean, it's 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 very good turnout, man. And uh, hopefully, you'll get a chance to check out a show, man. If you and Lynn are down in the down in the big city one time. <laughs> You can you can check out a show, but and back to the crib. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but um, you know, yes, this is it, it's, it's something that E Town is needed. But overall, what what do you see as as what's the big benefit for the community there? What what have you seen? One of the big biggest benefits, or are there more than than one benefit as to you know the E Town Comedy Night? What what is it actually doing for the community that that wasn't happening before? Giving people something else to do on a on a Saturday night. I mean, E Town, E Town has never really been known for like a nightlife per se. <laughs> giving people something to do instead of having to go to Louisville or Lexington or Bowling Green to do something. Right, right. Have something right there where you live. So cool, cool. Yeah, we we can point. attest to that. <laughs> <laughs> no kidding. We how, can attest to that. How's how's the family dealing with your uh, little comedy show? They coming out and support. Uh, are, are there are there certain jokes or, or um, comedy themes that you shy away from because uh, maybe mom or dad or cousins or grandma or grandpa show up? <laughs> Not really. I mean, I I post a lot of my clips online and they've seen them. So my grandmother has recited recited my jokes back to me before. So. <laughs> <laughs> that's always a good thing. That's <laughs> that's nice. <laughs> Are are there any are there any topics that are uh, out of bounds as far as your comedy goes? I mean, I'm always trying to find the humor in situations, but of course there are things that I may come up with, but I'm not gonna actually use like like jokes I'll tell. Like if I say it, like somebody in my family will be like, you know, you're wrong for that. Like, I, <laughs> yeah, yeah, but, <laughs> but I try to have discretion there. Yeah, yeah. Hey, but a lot, a lot of times, man. The, sometimes the best jokes are are those that you know have to do with family. <laughs> the true. craziness that goes on in a lot of families. Well, yeah, you, got, you have your your. It's it's a it's built in. Yeah, yeah. You know, just daily routines, or you know, I got a crazy cousin that lives over here, or uh, got a friend that did this or is doing this. You know, there's always something. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. I mean, when we started the, our podcast here, we just talked about folks in E-Town, you know, and then after I think maybe five or six broadcasts, we started to branch out because it was going to limit us probably uh, a lot down the road. And, you know, we're over 110 podcasts into this now. Okay. So. Yeah. Yeah, we talked about family, talked about growing up on either side of the tracks, you know, things that, uh, you know, Wayne did and the Moors did and what we did on the on the uh, the other side of the track. So, yeah, there's always going to be something built in. Oh, absolutely. Mm -hmm. I have plenty of that. I've got family stories and stories from growing up in First Baptist and <laughs> E-Town High School. So there's definitely E-Town all throughout my comedy. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Is go ahead, Wayne. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Is 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 being that you live in a quote unquote red state, uh, is 
are, are jokes or the idea of Trump off the table? Or do you put him on there? I mean, I certainly would have before. I don't really talk about him a lot right now, but I've I've had jokes about him in the past. I mean, it's never been off the top table for me, so. Okay, okay. Because, you know, you never know how how that will react, seeing that, you know, how folks are going to react, seeing that you, you know, E-Town and Louisville and Lexington, you know, they're kind of conservative places. The, the whole state, technically, simply because it's been gerrymandered, is is a conservative place when you look at politically. Oh, very much so. And, you know, so, you know, folks get mad when you talk about what Wayne and I call Cheeto Jesus. <laughs> you know, Asian Orange, <laughs> you know, the Orange Man, the previous at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. <laughs> oh. or, or, orange, Orange Julius Caesar. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we got a plethora of names for oh, him. So, yeah. <laughs> but let let me throw this out if you if I'm if I if I might. Now you mentioned that uh, you're branching out, um, and I, I thought I saw a story. It was it was an article either the News Enterprise did on you and another young man. He he wants to start an entertainment venue in Hodgenville, right? Yeah, that's so. Is, that's is that where you, you guys are looking to branch out and have a lot of shows in in that part of Hardin County, or well, Luru County rather. That's, yeah. yeah, yeah, that's something that he was trying to do. I think he's got a bar he's opening up out there. Oh, okay, they, they went wet recently for bars, so he's got a bar he's opening up out there. He wants wow. to do some entertainment, and I've known him for a few years. He wants to do a comedy show. We're actually going to try to do one here in May. Okay, nice. Nice. So LaRue, LaRue County was dry up until when? Well, I, I, I thought know, a couple I years thought, ago. Wow. I they, thought they went wet like when E-Town did a, a while ago. Well, a couple of years after. Like, okay. They didn't, have any, okay. They, they didn't have like bars until like last year. But wow. they had beer and liquor stores a couple of years okay. ago. Okay. 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 Nice. Hey. Keep people laughing, man. If people are laughing, <laughs> then they ain't, they ain't starting a bunch of foolishness. That's 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 my take on it. Yeah. Keep them laughing. <laughs> Keep them laughing. Yeah. So um, that's you know leads into our next topic. Other than that, um, what what other plans do you have on tap, man? Um, you know, look, looking down the, the the road a bit. I mean, my goal is try to get into like TV writing. Um, okay. I've heard a lot of comedians say they were to jump their way into writing rooms, but. Why not me? I think I could do it. So, right. I've reached right. out to some of my friends who have written on TV shows for advice. Wow. Uh, just for pointers, what, what steps to take. And I've just been listening to them and trying to come up with my own ideas to write, but it's something I'm just trying to get into. Nice. Nice. Hey, well, we uh, we support you, man, here at the, the Across the Tracks podcast. I mean, you're I doing big it. things. And uh, like I said, I've had the opportunity to uh, take in several of the shows. And uh, I was there. Uh, what is this? This is March. I was there uh, big, big part of February into early part of March. And I think you had a couple of shows. Uh, the one downtown there, I went to get tickets. It was sold out. So the fact that things are selling out, people are coming out. Uh, like you say, man, it, it's good for E-Town because there hadn't been a hell of a whole lot going on there in the first place. 
But uh, it's good that that you and the people you bring in. Uh, that's a, so the the guys and the ladies you bring in. I assume you've known these people, and basically you reciprocate. You do a show for them; they do a show for you. Is that how that relationship is forged? Pretty much, it's comics I've met over the years from okay. Louisville and surrounding areas. Okay, networking and building rapport with them. Right, right. Well, yeah, I don't want to come to my show. It's a, it's a popular show among comedians too. So. Right, right. Yeah, some of the some of the folks you bring in, man, they they are hilarious. Uh, as they are hilarious. They're they're good. They keep people laughing. Uh, the jokes are timely, and I mean, it's just it's a good atmosphere. So, uh, I, like I said, I enjoy it. Uh, anytime I'm there, I'm going to try to participate and 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 support the effort. So, uh, so you you always have our support here at the at the Across the Tracks podcast, my man. Yeah, thank you. Do you record each session that you do? I try to. I may not post clips every time, but I'll try to record it. Okay. Okay. If you can, I would have somebody to record each one of them because you never know where having that information with you or on hand that somebody may come knocking on the door and say, hey, this guy's pretty funny. He's got a great routine that's going on. So if you put it out there, then it's gonna it's gonna draw a few more eyes to it. So always oh, I, always think that keep that in mind as well. Oh, absolutely. And I do post clips online, and it's it's definitely helped out. I've gotten some of my my biggest opportunities from just posting clips on social media. So okay. Cool. Now, what's what what's your social media that you post things on? If there's people that listen to our broadcast, oh, Facebook Charles Moore Comedy, uh, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube are Charles Two Seven Zero. Cool. Uh, TikTok, Charles is funny. Cool. So, uh, so I was talking to Danny before we came on the air. So she uh, she mentioned um, if you would post the link uh, for this uh, for this episode, we'll we'll give you the data or we'll pass it on to her. She wants to uh, put it on put the link on your Twitter page, send it to her, and she's going to put it out uh, on her Twitter, man, and get you some more exposure. So, oh, absolutely, yeah. yeah. So uh, we we we're all about man helping the next generation you know keep it moving man so uh, and we have a we have a fondness for for our old hometown because uh, you know we uh, we've watched it grow over the years and and we know there are people there doing doing some great things in the community so where we have an opportunity to highlight we will so yeah hey before we, before we let you go before you get out of here uh, uh, CJ. Have anybody approached you and ever said, hey, man, you funny. Tell me a joke. <laughs> and and how, how how did you respond? Uh, well, <clears throat> almost every comedian has a joke about that situation. So <laughs> it's usually the same. But I've said it a few times. Like if you ask me to tell a joke, I like, I'll say, say something like, uh, if I worked at Matassa, you wouldn't ask me to come make go weld you a truck frame make some brakes would you like don't ask a comedian to tell a joke okay <laughs> uh, that's pretty good yeah yeah people do that oh, you you funny man tell me show me they say do something funny yeah that's what they always say do something funny <laughs> and i tell them i have shows at bourbon bell tavern twice a month Come that's on it <laughs> that's it that is it okay cool Cool. So, uh, Steve, you got anything else for uh, for CJ tonight? Um, 
not really, unless he wants to join in on what, some other things that we can discuss here tonight. He's welcome to do so. I'm sure. Your choice. Okay. Yeah. So I have I have a few things that's that's popped up that uh oh, okay. wanna wanna talk about. You know, I'm I'm CJ, I'm currently um wintering in Florida, one of the craziest states in America, simply because the governor's batshit crazy. Yeah. And uh just recently, of course, you know, everybody's trying to follow this crazy son of a bitch's lead. You know, he'll come up with something stupid. And then, you know, for example, uh, you've probably heard that, you know, uh, African-American studies isn't culturally aware enough or good enough for students to the curriculum isn't good enough for students in the state of Florida to have. However, uh, the state of Florida can teach European history, they can teach Asian history, they can teach um, uh, Japanese uh, history, but they can't teach African-American history. Now, this week, uh, tells you how crazy it is, uh, some principal down here was fired because an art teacher uh, decided to teach a lesson about art from Europe. Now, granted, the governor says it's okay to teach European history. Well, seems to me that a lot of European history is about art. That's kind of all I've known about, right? And so this art teacher was going to teach about the statue of David. Of course, you know, Michelangelo, you know, built this, this, this statue out of marble, 16 feet tall. And of course, it shows the man's his package, his stuff. That's all part of it. And <laughs> in in one part, he says that you can't teach African American cultural history that has no value, but European history has a value. Isn't it ironic that when you teach European history, people get mad about it? When you, if I'm a teacher, how am I supposed to react to that? I can teach European history, but I can't teach European history or I lose my job. This is crazy shit that goes on down here in this state. And then the other states follow it. You know, I have to remind my my folks in Indiana said Indiana fought with the union during the during the Civil War. But it's trying this damage to become a Confederate state in, in 2023. But that's, yeah. that's the gist, man. All these crazy, crazy ass people, it's like they want to roll the clock backwards to some time that they think America was just this this bastion of 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 kumbaya and everything. And that's the furthest thing from the truth, man. It's never um, been that. <laughs> no, uh, I forgot what state it was. It, this might have happened in Florida, too, where they sanitized. They sanitized what happened to Rosa Park during the Birmingham bus boycott, the Montgomery bus boycott. Right. They sanitized that. It's like they like here was a woman. She didn't want to give up her seat and she was sent to jail. <laughs> so I'm like, but you left out. Why did she refuse to give up her seat? You know, that that's important. That's the biggest piece of this is why did she refuse to give up her seat? They didn't want that discussed. Right. So it's like, 
I mean, I'm not sure where we're going. We've talked about this time and time again, man. It's yeah. like these people, they they are just so sensitive to everything. And when you're on top doing your thing, everybody else was struggling to get a piece of, quote, the American dream and whatnot. But you were getting yours. It was all good. Now that one minority or a few minority people get their foot in the door, you've got a problem with that. And it, it just it irritates the hell out of them. Why? I don't know. I don't know what they're afraid of to learn about other people's culture. What? I don't know why they're so afraid of that. So well, well, they've had an advantage for so long that when someone else gets an advantage, it feels like it's a slight to them. So, yeah, yeah. The, the sad part about all of that is it, that it's not an advantage that people are getting. It's just kind of equality. We we want to have the same things as the other folks. There's there's no advantage in that to have the same, you know. And I think last week we talked we talked about. The what is the what if isms, you know, but we can't help them out because I'm not getting anything out of it. You know, why are we helping those people out? You know, and, you know, when when I was teaching social studies or teaching history, every now and then I would have some kid that asked me, well, well, Mr. Johnson, why do we have to have a black history month? I said, you think white people gave us a black history month? They didn't they didn't deem that this is something that we chose to do to recognize our own people. They ain't gonna give us anything. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, I can see that. Well, would you get mad if we just said it had a white history book? I said, look, look at the book that you're in. Look at the book that you're reading. <laughs> How many parts of this book has got black history in it? They got two or three paragraphs, the rest you get from me, because I'm always adding something to a situation, you know, cause and effect, you know, your history books don't tell you this, but let me tell you what happened back in the day. You know, what, let me tell you what happened when we had to go to the state theater and go to the outside and pay to go upstairs and sit in the balcony. That's not in your history book. That's something that I witnessed and I was a part of. Okay. Your history books don't tell you that you talk about separate, but equal. Yeah, you can hang out with your friends, you know, and we can go down there together, but they would go straight and we would go outside and go upstairs, you know? Yeah. So that kind of stuff is not, we're trying to get something better. It's just we're trying to get something equal. That's all. And it's freaking them out, mm-hmm. you know? So. Yeah. yeah, you're you're down there, man, with a, with a crazy man. He, <laughs> This guy, man, he is unhinged. And I, I, I wish things would backfire on him, man. I wish Disney, Disney would say, you know what, we're getting the hell out of here. And, uh, you know, our, our governor has offered uh, Disney a spot out here, man. <laughs> They're like, yeah, bring Disney out of the mountains. We call it Mountain Disney. And, uh, you know, come on out here. We, we'll give you land and everything. Yeah. So uh, I wish Disney would just up and, and pull out of Florida, man, and, you know, call this idiot's bluff, man. <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, he, he's a little dictator. Yeah, that's 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 kind of what they all want. That's what they're looking for. So yeah, yeah. They're, they're looking for an asshole. Yeah, he might be the next president. So, oh, God. Uh, yeah. You know what? I think eventually once he gets past Florida or if if Cheeto Jesus doesn't beat him out in the in the uh, primaries, um 
they'll find, they'll figure out who he is. You know, right now he's he's running around acting like, you know, he's important. He's not important. He's important to these fools down here, you know, but not he's not going to gain a lot of traction from that unless, you know, the Fox idiots decided he's the guy that they want to back and that's what they'll do. You know, I, I don't even say news anymore because it's just Fox opinion. So, yep. yeah. 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 So what else you got on your mind? You said you had a couple items. Yeah, there's a couple things that's that I uh, wanted to talk about. That was one of them. Um, Reese Witherspoon, she's uh, been into not Reese Witherspoon. Oh, my gosh. I can't think of her name now. Gwyneth Paltrow. Uh, Gwyneth Paltrow. <laughs> you know, she's she's been in been into a little hot water uh, here lately. But, you know, that is part of that's all part of the scene. You know, you have to um, stand up and be accounted for. Well, this dude, I mean, this happened seven years ago, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and now. You know, you you're coming back seven years from you know ago and and suing me. I mean, give me a break, man. And he started out suing her for what? Uh, f- was it three or thirty million dollars or something like that? Now his lawsuit is three hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> so yeah. I was like, come on, man. Who? I mean, so she's like, hey, I this dude skied into the back of me and knocked me over. You know, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so I mean, so it, I mean, it's a, it's amazing what people will do, man, to to try to get over on other people, man. Right, right. You know, and 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 but the court entertains this foolishness. Exactly. The courts entertain it, and uh, so you know, I I I, I don't think they're going to find her guilty of anything. You know, yeah. uh, they're going to dismiss this clown suit, and it's like they're going to find out that probably what she said is true. And uh, and that'll be the end of it. Yeah, that'll be the end of it. Yeah, I, I tell you what, the the one thing that I wish I had, I wish I had enough money that I can just say, fuck it, <laughs> just fuck it, okay? Because these fools down here, if 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 you got a kid, don't send them to Florida for spring break to drive because they're gonna get jacked up. These people down here drive completely (laughs) crazy. And if I had enough money to say that I don't give a shit about insurance or my vehicles, oh, I'd be fucking some cars up. Oh, so you want to cut me off? Take this. (laughs) Boom. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Oh, I told you car. Yeah, I don't give a shit. You know, (laughs) give me another car. Because it's it's just crazy, and yeah. as as a driver, you have to be on guard all the time. If I had enough money and had lawyers, I wouldn't give a shit <laughs> because I would be jacking folks up. Mm. You know, just just a little fender bit. I'm not talking about trying to hurt somebody, but when they leave, their car going to be a little damaged. You're going to have a little going to have a little road rash on it. <laughs> You know, so 
that's something that I've always thought. I tell Lynn all the time when we drive, look at that fool. Damn, I wish I had some insurance that I would knock his ass down. Because <laughs> it's just, it's ridiculous. Don't, Wayne, you've driven down here. Oh, yeah. It's crazy now. Yeah. It is completely crazy. Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 crazy out here too, man. Cause like you say, there here, there been people, man. People driving down the interstate shooting at each other because <laughs> somebody oh. cut them off. And uh, this lady, man, her and her, it was her husband, the lady, her husband, and they had a kid in the back seat. And so they're driving down. This was on the interstate. This was on one of the side roads. This guy cuts her off. So she drives by him, gives him the finger. Well, he continues to follow her and shoots into her car and kills her. Mm. Yeah, uh, kills her, man. And, uh, you know, and road rage, you know, road rage. So here, like we're driving, it's like, you want to cut me off? Go right ahead, man. Because since this is a open carry state, uh, you don't know who's packing or what they're packing. And so if somebody cuts me off in traffic, I, I may cuss under my breath or whatnot. But I'm not giving you the bird. I'm not trying to speed up and give it. Nah, man, I value my life too much. But that's what's going on out here, man, where people are just angry and they're 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 shooting at people in Canada. Yeah, yeah. Every literally every state just about is a damn open carry state. If yeah. it's red, it's open carry simply because that's what that's the playbook. Yeah. What the state does, the others follow. Yeah. And it's just, it makes, uh, you know, it makes no sense. Makes no sense. So, yeah. uh, okay, got another story for you guys. Um, this, is, this is a story out of Mississippi. Morning News anchor um, gets in <laughs> big trouble. You heard about this? Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> <laughs> for, for quoting Snoop Dogg. <laughs> oh, yeah, I saw they said for shizzle or something like that. Yeah, for shizzle, for shizzle, my nizzle. Oh, <laughs> something Man. else that pisses me off. It's amazing how some of these white folks will take black culture, demean black culture, demean ebonics, demean all that, and then use it themselves and don't yeah. know a trick they're saying. Right. Just like right. this dumbass governor down here, woke. You know, we right. talked about woke before. He doesn't even know what the hell the word woke means or what, what nope. it was for. Nope. But he's nope. using it to to get some, you know, to get some publicity, just like this stupid ass woman saying for shizzle my nizzle and not, <laughs> and not knowing what the hell she's saying. <laughs> Come on. But but I, we we we've been around for a while and it's like it, it's it, it seems that like white America, not all, but a faction of white America, they want to co-opt black slang. Oh, absolutely. And it seems that they don't they don't get it. I mean, they're they're late. We, we've done moved on to something else, <laughs> and they're just now catching up because woke played out a while ago, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. But now it, it's it's their go-to phrase, and as you said, they don't know what the hell woke means. But it, it's 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 everything, man. I remember you probably remember you guys probably remember when uh, President Obama was he gave his speech 
except in the Democratic nomination here in Denver. And as uh, Michelle, I think Michelle introduced him. I think yep. Michelle introduced him to the crowd. They gave each other a fist bump. Right. And what was the reaction of white America? What are they doing? Is that some kind of Islamic ritual? Is that some kind of Arab handshake? I mean, they were all over that. That like somehow now they all fist bumping each other. <laughs> got the exploding hands. I mean, you're late. We've done moved on. <laughs> we moved on. You know, I mean, they're they're late to the party and don't know what the hell what they're like. You say this lady, she has no idea uh, for shizzle my nizzle. She don't even know what that means. <laughs> And now she done lost her job. Did, did she get fired? Yeah, she was taken, she, she got taken off the air. She didn't say that she was fired yet, but she was taken off the air. And you know, those <laughs> in in of course, Mississippi, you know, they don't have very many folks of color in any high places mm-hmm. anyway. But uh, yeah, she was she was taken off simply because she doesn't realize that nizzle <laughs> is slang for the N word. <laughs> Come on, how can you not? Oh gosh, this is nothing new, really. I mean, they've always been just using slang and not knowing what it was. Right. Uh, when I was in high school, one of the most popular songs in the world was a song called "Get Low" by Lil John and the Eastside Boys. Yeah. Yep. And the chorus goes, all oh, skeet, 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 skeet. <laughs> <laughs> and this white kids all over the country's young, skeet, skeet, skeet. And they had no idea what it was. And yep. It was on, matter, on TV. As a matter of fact, I had to tell one of I was coaching with uh, uh coaching football with one of the one of one of the uh other coaches, and um he said the same thing, skeet, skeet, skeet. I said, Do you know what you're saying? <laughs> he goes, he goes. No. I said, really? <laughs> you don't really know what that's you're saying. He goes, no. I told him, he goes, oh. <laughs> yeah, because it was, it was, you know, during that time period, probably when you were in high school, CJ, because this was probably 15, 20 years ago, maybe. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, that song was pretty popular. He, oh, it was, it was he everywhere. He got practice. <laughs> And I went, really? You know what you said? He, he, he didn't have no clue. <laughs> yeah, that's that's usually it, man. They they want to co-opt the language, and and you know it's like, dude, we moved on to something else now. It's uh, you're 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 late as usual, and that's that's this thing that just it irritates me to hear these people always talking about woke and wokeism. It's like, shut the hell up, because you, you don't know what the hell you're talking about. Yeah. It, yeah. It's your it's your buzzword now that gets gets uh, gets a portion of, of of white America riled up because uh, like where is it at in Utah? It's it's it, for for young girls to talk about their period in school. Mm-hmm. They can't do that because that's woke. <laughs> like what the hell? Yeah. I mean, they they just they're all over the place, man. Well, so I, that's what some of these people just shut up. In Indiana's trying to pass the you can't say gay bill for for falling after Florida. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And 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 speaking of what you just mentioned, Wayne, the Florida High School Athletic Association is debating a bill to have female athletes report their menstruals. Yeah, history. I heard about that. Oh wow. <laughs> 
it's it's more important that uh, a, a person that decides that they're going to go through a change of life and transition, it's more important that that 0.0.0000.9% of the population that decide to do that, it's more important that you put them down than it is to make sure that people compete. Yeah. You know, I mean, if you think about it, in order for someone to transition, they have to start taking, they have to start taking, um, um, Hormone estrogen. Yeah, yeah, and estrogen. So they're going to become weaker. <laughs> you know, I'm, they're not going to be producing testosterone. So competing on a fair playing field, I mean, 0.0.09% of the people that are doing through the transition, but they don't want, well, you, we're going to make sure that you're a man or you're a female because you have to report your menstrual history. That's dumbass, but call it Florida. Yeah. Just saying. A lot of people agree with that. Like, because you just said that you understand how they go through the treatments and they have to do all that. A lot of people are not willing to take time to go learn that. And they just want to say ignorant things like, no, you can't do that. That's just a man. You can't. But yeah, you, you. You're actually taking time to actually learn about it and know what's actually going on. Or the, the counter to that is that, oh, you couldn't compete as a male. You are a weak male, so you want to compete against the women. <laughs> right. Oh, my God. This this world that we're in. Um, yep. what, what a trip. Yep. Yep. What a trip. So. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, anything else, my friend? As they say. Yeah, I, I throw out one more thing, man. We lost a uh, cultural icon this week. Uh, the great Willis Reed passed away, man. Yeah, yep. And, uh, you know, if you know nothing about, uh, if you follow hoops and you're a lover of, of hoops culture and whatnot, um, Willis Reed is probably one of uh, his his uh, actions in Game Seven of that Lakers series back in nineteen was it seventy two? Yes, I think it was. I remember watching that game on TV because we didn't get a lot of NBA games back in the day. You got one game on a, on a Sunday afternoon, but I do remember that game with him walking out of that tunnel on one leg and and yep. inspired that Nick team and they won that championship. So, yep. Yep. Uh, but uh, just a great man overall, man. Um, you know, it's sad, man, that we we lost Bill Russell this year. Now Willis Reed, um, you know, and they they had some battles themselves back in the day uh, when uh, Russell played for the Celtics and Reed for the Knicks. So, so it's uh, you know the icons uh, are, are passing away, man. We've talked about that before. They're they're passing away. So, yeah, yeah, yep. So got one, just, got one more memorial that that. Yes. Uh, this was a member of Funkadelic in Parliament. Yes, Fuzzy Haskins. Yes, Fuzzy Has Haskins passed uh, yes. also. Yes. And wow, what a what a gem he was with the mm -hmm. uh, true R and B funk. Yeah. The P funk. Yeah, yeah the P funk. Make my Absolutely. funk untouched. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So now that you brought up, there's a topic I heard yesterday. What's today? Saturday, Friday. There was a, a topic I heard on Sirius XM, and uh, 
the topic came up of of singers. And on Friday, it's usually a free-for-all or whatever. But this Friday, it was about singers. And I guess Case, if you're familiar with uh, the, the the new R&B style, Case is a R&B singer. He was big back in the 90s. Uh, had a song called Happily Ever After. And uh, I think there's a, I can't remember the other cut he had. There were two uh, big hits back in the faded 90s. Faded Pictures. Uh, faded Pictures. And there's yeah, one he, more. Uh, he, so he had one. There's another one that he's he's big for. I'd have to. I don't have my library open, but uh, anyway, touch me, he was big. He was one. Uh, yeah, yeah. He was he was big in the '90s. So he made a statement that the he was asked who was the better singer, Charlie Wilson or Luther Vandross. And oh, Case okay. made the statement that Charlie Wilson snoring is better than Luther Vandross singing. No. <laughs> Yes, that was his statement. That's what he said. Yeah, he said that. Yes. So people were like, "What the hell?" <laughs> Is he I mean, been smoking crack? <laughs> I'm like, hell? and I'm riding down the road listening to this, and I'm like, "Man, I'd love to call into this show, but I'm driving. I can't call in, so I'm just listening to it, man." And uh, you know, most people got it right in that they're two different singers. They're, 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 you can't compare them because they're two different types of singers, man. And uh, but yeah, man, that that's what he put out there, and uh, I think it was on social media or whatever that Charlie Wilson snoring is better than Luther singing. <laughs> man, he's got so, some guts right there. Yeah, tell me about it. Yeah, tell me. Yeah. So, we, yeah, in, in the Corvette Club that I'm in, we we come up with some. Things like that, also, just out of the, out of the, out of the, uh, out of nowhere, uh, a guy would say, "Well, well, who was better?" And I think Wayne, he, we've talked about this before. Was it, you know, um, Confunction, or was it the Gap Band, or things like that, you know, and, <laughs> yeah. and justify, you right. know, Lakeside versus Confunction. Uh, Sly and the Family Stones versus, you know, uh, Chicago. Yeah. You know, those type things. And to justify that. So periodically, this this guy from Indy and I, we, we do that. Or we may just, may just take a song. You know, um, Commodores versus the um, uh, Rick James. You know, you just, you just, you just, those are things, and we've talked about this before, CJ, we're losing a lot of great artists from the time that when we were coming through E-Town High School and T.K. Stone Junior High and all that, all these people are passing, and all this music from that time period, of course, we we are, are 70s people, and all these people are passing on and just just think the think of the uh, the genre that how it's changed. I mean, that's the music I listen to. I listen to Gap Band and Can Function. That's what I listen to. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I mean, and you'd be surprised, man, when when you when you talk to a lot of young people that are your age. That they say the same thing, man. They listen to stuff from the from the 70s and the 80s, and in early part of the 90s, 
that's what they listen to, man. And uh, I'm like, wow, I can respect that. I, the, you're my kind of person. <laughs> you know, the uh, Rolling Stone here a while back, they put out a list, the 200 best uh, singers. Yeah, that was a weird list. It was that list was jacked up, man. And and they I think they did that just to get a rise out of people. Mm-hmm. You know. Uh and they had Donny Hathaway at like one ninety. Like, what are yeah, you doing? Yes. Yeah. I mean, people that should have been a lot higher. And then some people weren't even on the list at all. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what irritated me. It's like some of these not on the list at all. So uh, I, they did that just to get a rise out of people. So they had Rihanna over Anita Baker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Michael Jackson. Yeah, yeah. I don't even think uh, who wasn't on the list. Lionel Richie wasn't even on the list. Um, well, Charlie Wilson wasn't on the list. <laughs> I mean, it's people that like if you're talking about singers, you know. Uh, who did your list? That's what I want to know. Who did the list? Right. They had a lot of a lot of rock people on some rock people on there too. Yeah, so of course, <laughs> you know, which I you know I can respect that man. That's, yeah, yeah I, absolutely. I, you know, I was telling you on Tubi the other night. I watched the Chicago special, mm-hmm. and the guy that led all the songs, the Chicago songs back back in the day, the the seventies type Chicago stuff. Man, his voice was impeccable. Right. His voice, I mean, I think he's better than Peter Cetera, honestly. You know, when the voice, I mean, his voice is amazing, man. And, it, you know, it gives the history of, of the group and everything. Uh, I just like, wow, this is this is this is a good documentary. But his voice is amazing. Yeah. 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 So. Uh, but, yeah, they uh, they they did that list just to get a rise out of people. <laughs> and that's what they're getting because people are like, how come this? Why do you put so and so? I mean, yeah. Donnie Hathaway, 190. That's a joke. <laughs> that's a joke and like Phyllis Hyman's not even on the list <laughs> not even on the list so yeah. anyway we digress but yes we, we, we go down a few it. rabbit holes every now and then <laughs> <laughs> alright well brother I tell you this has been good I'm glad that uh, CJ that you were able to join us Oh, thanks for having me. Uh, yes. We appreciate you stepping up and uh, keep us informed with everything that's going on back in the hometown. And whenever I get a chance, uh, we'll get down there and try to uh, see your show in person. I know uh, Wayne and I talked about sometime this spring or summer coming down and playing a little pickleball. If you're in town or something like that, then uh, if I'm down there, we may stop in and holler at you. All right, absolutely. Yeah. 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 Roger that. All right. With that, we'll just say uh, we're going to be signing off here. And as I uh, stop this recording, as always, I always put a little Italian in there like Chiliamo Dopo. And I refer to my Japanese Sayonara. Sayonara. (laughs) And like three strikes. We're out. out. Baseball is warming up now. That's right. I went to see the Yankees play a couple weeks ago. Cool. Yep, yep, yep. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are of those of the individuals and do not reflect on the official policies or positions of any government or corporation.